This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. What if your kids are freaking out that they can't celebrate their December holidays the usual way this year? What if you are? Parents have an exceptional burden this year trying to make magic when they probably don't feel it. How do you manage the disappointment everyone feels and find inspiration to make the best of a situation this December? We'll answer that question in this week's episode of Fluster Clucks with Lynn Lyons, the show for real talk about worry and other big feelings in parenting. Hi, I'm Lynn Lyons. I'm an anxiety expert, speaker, mom, and author. I've been a therapist for 30 years. You're here because your family has some anxiety issues or you want to prevent them. I'm your co-host and Lynn's sister-in-law, Robin, and I'm here to ask your questions. Parenting can be a Fluster Clucks, and I'll help you find your way. Everybody is talking about how we're going to handle the holidays this year because it's going to be different. What we thought would be most helpful is to take specific questions that parents are asking about what to do with the anxieties, the sadness, the fears, all the stuff that might be going on in your family during the holidays. And the difficult relatives. And the difficult relatives. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean you. (laughs) We got great questions, and I think that the questions are so relevant to a lot of the things that people are feeling right now. So whatever December holiday you may or may not celebrate, we hope that it's still relevant to you and your family. Yeah. Okay, Lynn, I have your first question. All right, I'm ready. How do I keep Christmas traditions alive in a time of COVID? I bought my grandfather's house 11 years ago and since then have hosted Christmas Eve with traditions that go back to my childhood, like singing carols, $1 scratch tickets for all kids and gathering loved ones. Then on Christmas Day, we go to two aunts where we continue traditions like homemade raviolis and a crazy gift exchange for all the kids. My kids are teens, and though they don't express it often, I know that they like the traditions we have made and see them as part of our story. But the problem is that in this time of COVID, we cannot gather as we once did, and I'm struggling with seeing how we can have much joy over Christmas. Zoom just isn't the same thing as all gatherings in one room, and seeing cousins we only see once a year is such a treat. I'm also afraid that skipping one year will lead to a family members creating their own traditions and not continuing the ones I've grown to love. Can you tell I hate change? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so I think so many people are experiencing this, right? But I think the thing that stands out in this question for me the most is the fear that the traditions will be lost because they aren't going to happen this year. And A, I think it sounds like based on these years of tradition and how important all of this is and it's happening in your grandfather's house and how wonderful it sounds. The other thing is, as Robin was reading this question, I was like, I, I, okay, I'm not going to go to Robin's house for Christmas. I'll come to your house for Christmas. It sounds so nice. Hey. Just kidding. You can come too, Robin. Let's just all go to this house for Christmas. But it just sounds lovely. And it sounds like you've created this wonderful time of getting together. This year is going to be different. It's going to be hard. I think that you might want to say out loud to your family members, maybe not to your kids. You can say it to your kids too, but even to your aunts and to your your siblings and to the cousins, 
is that this is going to be a hiatus from this and that we're all going to look forward to when we can get back together again and do it. It's sort of like the way that I'm thinking about our July 4th celebration because we have this big, that's sort of our big family get together and we couldn't do it this year. But I think all of us have every intention of doing it next year and that we're already talking about how we are going to make it incredible that we're, we've got all this excitement and this energy saved up. So say that out loud to your family members that this is going to be a break, this is going to be a hiatus, but then you're going to get back together again. And maybe there'll be some things that shift and change when you get back together again. But man, you don't have to give up your dollar scratch cards. You don't have to give up your homemade ravioli. And really, maybe even writing those things down or writing a letter to all of your family members or an email that you just sort of talk about this and how much you look forward to all of these things and how it's going to be hard to let them go for this year, but how wonderful it's going to be to get back together next year. The reality of it is, is that even though we like to think that holiday traditions and holiday rituals stay the same forever and ever, there are probably changes that have happened in this family over the years that you maybe haven't really noticed, or maybe you've missed them, but you've replaced them with other things just because of the changing composition of the family, because some kids are getting married and then they're spending the holiday with their new spouse or whatever. So the idea that your holidays have been exactly the same for years and years and years, maybe broadly that's true, but not entirely. So you're more capable of change probably than you think. And being able to recognize that there is an ebb and flow to the changing in families of people coming and going, that we're often saying goodbye to things that have sort of have to go away for some reason, or we're saying hello to new family members coming in, new babies being born. It really is much more fluid. Have you ever attended a Seder no, I've never attended a Seder. Neither of us are Jewish, but the Seder has one of the most beautiful elements of family tradition that speaks to what you say, where there is, um, I apologize if I get this wrong, because I've only attended one Seder, mm -hmm. but there is a Haggadah, I think is what it's called, and that is like a script that the family says to one another at their Seder table on Passover. And what's very cool is that there are certain lines that are spoken by the eldest member of the family or the eldest woman or the youngest that shows the dynamic shift of a family over generations, that those roles would change. And I thought that that holiday was such a beautiful way to show how the family grows. Yeah. Yeah, that's lovely. So I happened to reach out to this listener and asked everyone where they lived, because what I wanted to know is if they were within a drivable distance. Mm -hmm. Within our COVID time, even if you can't uh, leave your bubble and enter theirs, both of the aunts live near the family. And I think that there is a way to reach out to them and still drive by in their front yard sing, do a dance, bring a crazy gift, have the aunts ready with ravioli or have the aunts ready with crazy gifts as well. So that if we lower the bar for what kind of connection we have when we gather in terms of time, but we still get to see each other and we still prepare and make the anticipation of doing a drive-by and waving from the driveway or singing songs together, it is just all about the connection. And we have to just let go of all of the other expectations and uh, ways that we want it to look like yep. that are beyond our control. Right. 
Yeah, I love that idea. That's so nice that you reached out and found that out. I didn't know that you did that. Well, just just trying to problem solve. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's a, a that's a really wonderful sentiment for the cousins. I don't know what all the ages are, but the cousins, and even if they can't be together, because I think I read that the cousins. She told me that the cousins were further off in Connecticut and their families in the Boston area. I appreciate that. So that was a little too far to do this kind of thing that they could still do with the aunts. But for the cousins, do you remember what we did with our cousins, with Lynn's sons? We did a really nerdy May the 4th be with you Star Wars video together with our cousins in Connecticut. And so everyone made a film and then uh, on Zoom or sent it. And then one person edited this silly film for everyone to enjoy. And that was a lot of fun. And even though, you know, my kids weren't necessarily with your kids when they were performing these Zoom skits in the same room, that was still a great memory that all the cousins had together. That's right. And and I think what you're saying in terms of the anticipation and the preparation, that's what's a fun part of this for families too, right? It's all the things that you do anticipating it and get ready, getting ready for it. And I think that when we think about how we can create connection in all these different ways, it allows us to anticipate what the connection is going to be like. Robin and I travel a lot. And part of traveling is that you learn that you have to compromise, right? So maybe you're not going to get the best seat on the plane. Well, you know where you shouldn't compromise? You shouldn't compromise with your health care. When it comes to your health, there's no compromising, everybody. Don't go back to that one doctor who didn't really pay attention to you, who rushed you through your appointments. Check out ZocDoc. This is the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. And you can search by location, availability, insurance, so literally no compromises here. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doc you want, you can book them immediately. You don't have to wait. You don't have to be on hold with a receptionist. These doctors all have verified reviews from real patients. So the typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is just between 24 and 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. I have two young adult sons. They are always needing something, right? We've had broken elbows. We've had tonsils. We've had this. We've had that. If I were a young person, if I were a parent trying to help my young person find a doctor, this is what I would use. So Go to ZocDoc.com slash Fluster and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Fluster. ZocDoc.com slash Fluster. Lumen is the world's first handheld metabolic coach. It's a device that measures your metabolism through your breath, and on the app, it lets you know if you are burning fat or carbs, and it gives you a tailored guidance to improve your nutrition, workouts, sleep, and even stress management. So how Lumen works is that you breathe into the Lumen device first thing in the morning, and you'll know what's going on with your metabolism, whether you're burning mostly fat or carbs. And then Lumen gives you a personalized nutrition plan for that day based on your measurements. You can also breathe into it before and after workouts and meals, so you know exactly what's going on in your body in real time. And Lumen will give you tips to keep you on top of your health game. I love the extra data that I'm getting about my health right now. 
because for many women of my age, as we are going through a long chapter of hormone changes, Lumen's helping me use my body's data to make the best choices. So your metabolism is your body's engine. It's how your body turns the food you eat into the fuel that keeps you going. And because your metabolism is at the center of everything your body does, optimal metabolic health translates to a bunch of benefits, including easier weight management, improved energy levels, and better sleep, which is key. So Lumen gives you recommendations to improve your metabolic health. So what is metabolic flexibility and why should you care? Well, the key to metabolic health is something called metabolic flexibility. We love flexibility at Fluster Clucks, and that's where Lumen really shines. It refers to your body's ability to efficiently switch between using different fuel sources like carbs and fats, and there are preferred times to use each, and how well you can switch places you on the metabolic flexibility spectrum. So after getting to know you through your breath, Lumen gives you a metabolic flex score that you can track and improve upon. So if you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use Fluster to get $100 off Lumen. That's L-U-M-E-N-D-O-T-M-E. And use Fluster at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. Like when we were making our silly videos for this thing that we did, we had so much fun preparing them. And then the anticipation of everybody watching them and seeing what everybody else did was so much fun. So I think if we can have a little bit of positive anticipation because we're creating some sort of fun connection, I think that really helps too. The other thing is we also do a crazy gift exchange, Mm -hmm. but how your family could do it is instead of doing it more of like the the Yankee swap tradition that we would do. Yeah. Instead, everyone mails a package to a different family household where the the gag gifts are pre-selected and identified for the opener. Yeah. So then everyone gets to open their gag gifts on a family Zoom call. And I'm sure there'll be some inside jokes or whatever because you've chosen the gag gift specifically for the recipient. Yeah. And then everyone could do that online together. Which reminds me, I was doing a uh, talk last night for parents of little kids. And one of the things that I suggested was right now with kids, particularly if people are needing to go remote again, and a lot of schools are closing down between Thanksgiving and New Year's or into January, was that go to the store and get a box of note cards or a box of postcards. And if you have a relative that's about the same age, so say you've got a seven-year-old who's got an eight-year-old cousin, every day the kids write a little note or they draw a picture or even get a, a bunch of stickers So say you were my eight-year-old cousin, Robin. Every day I would write a little postcard to you and I would mail it to you. And every day you would write a little postcard to me and mail it to me, which means that every day for a period of time, you and I both get a postcard in the mail from the cousin that we're not able to see. I thought, well, that would be a fun you know, sort of like an advent calendar, but you go to the mailbox and you get a little treat, you get a little something fun from a cousin you're not going to be able to see over the holiday. And then maybe it ends with each of you sending the Christmas gift that you then open on Christmas morning. But just a little thing I was talking about in a webinar yesterday for for parents of, of trying to feel how do we, you know, our, our cousins can't see each other. What do we do? I love that. The other fun <laughs> thing we did as a family early in the pandemic is remember how we, we played the game on Zoom where it was like two truths and a lie? Yes, yes. 
<laughs> that was very fun to play with each other too. That is a fun game to play with each other. Yeah. Especially for the cousins. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another, depending on the cousin ages. Yep. But, you know, it's just all about focusing on the positive, focusing on the connection that we can have. And, you know, there are people who are also experiencing a holiday and grieving for relatives that they lost right. this year right. too, which is very, very, very tough. Right. And we have to just be gentle and work with what we've got. We've got to be able to feel both, right? So we can focus on the positive and we can be creative and think about the memories we're creating for our family and what are we going to do to manage this in a way that creates connection. And then we've also got to make room when our kids say, like, I'm sad that we're not going to be able to do this. Be careful not to then squash that and say, you know, you don't have anything to be sad about, or a lot of people have it worse off than you do, or you should feel lucky. Let them feel both ways. Let, let, Let them talk about the two sides of this so that they're able to express their emotions. Definitely. Yeah. Well, Lynn, you've taught me my two most important pandemic strategies yeah. to get through this year, yeah. which is always say to the kids first, of course you feel this way. That's right. Is the other one the um, the porta potty? <laughs> <laughs> we got so much use out of that porta potty this summer. I'm telling you. That thing was clutch, uh, man. Yeah. You yeah. got to use it a couple I times. I did. I told you it exceeded expectations, <laughs> if you will recall. <laughs> totally delightful. Yes. My road trip survival. (laughs) No, the other one was that you can handle it. Whatever it is, you can handle it. And so uh, we've all got to battle our overwhelm. We do. Break it down into parts. Pull up that creativity, parents. I know it's, I know you're weary. Pull it up. Uh, and you know, it, it's, it's sort of what I always say, remember joy is contagious too. And isn't this supposed to be the time of joy, right? Yep. Bring it up. Show it on your face. Be silly, laugh, sing, show your kids what's possible. I, I, I know that you would say this too, if you are a parent and you have been so beaten down by everything this year and you just can't find it within you. Go on a walk outside, Mm -hmm. get out in the sun, even if it's cold, get some exercise, and then try and tackle how you're going to handle it creatively. It's true. And get sleep. Please get sleep. It's so important. It really helps your brain and your body in so many ways. I don't know this, but I have that my optimistic nature has really wanted. I know we're in a very bad state with the pandemic. Mm hmm. I know the next six weeks will be really bad, but I'm hoping that it is the bottom and that we start climbing out to some sort of progress. You could be wrong, but I I am choosing to believe that right now. You know, like we're doing a lot more like Christmas cookies this year than we would have in the past. We're baking a lot and we're focusing on cuddly, setting in and having a lot of carbs. So Cindy Collins is hanging around. (laughs) That's right. 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 No one's going to know what that means. That's my children's name for the part of me that typically doesn't allow sugar. Who allows sugar? She's the permissive <laughs> sugar parent side of me that they don't see very often. But Cindy <laughs> Collins is planning our Christmas this year. That's fabulous. And I've been keeping that in mind too, because you know I can be sort of bah humbuggy because I depend on you for all the holiday celebration. I've got to up my game because I can be bah humbuggy in my house because I know I'm coming to your house or I know I'm going to my mom's house in the old days. Yeah, because you're not coming to my house this year. I know. Which is very sad. It is. But we'll get through it, won't we? 
Lynn, it's nearly the end of 2020. Are you glad? Well, yeah, of course. I'm ready for a change. But you know, the impact of 2020 will still be with us. You mean on our mental health? Yeah, right. I mean, we want to kick 2020 to the curb, but we have to do the work first. There's got to be some personal reflection on the anxious habits and patterns that showed up for us and maybe got way worse. Yeah. Well, you're the one to lead us out of this. I'm excited for my course in January. This workshop will take an audit of the way anxiety showed up in your life this year and then how to disrupt it in 2021. Do you think this is just for adults? Well, we'll do more later for kids and teens too, but I I see a real need to help the parents first after the year we've all had. I want to help them feel bolstered for the new year. Sounds like something we all need. Mm -hmm. When we're grounded, we can be more helpful for our family. If you want to reset, sign up for our newsletter at flusterclucks.com to get all the details first. If you are a mom who's trying to keep your calendar organized, keep your family's appointments where they need to be, then I'll tell you, the Skylight Calendar is a product that you ought to check out. You know how it is. Running a household can be pure chaos and it can be so stressful. This is why you need to check out the Skylight Calendar. It is going to make your life easier, mom. It really is. The Skylight Calendar is a smart touchscreen calendar and organizer for all your chores, groceries, to-do lists, and a great way to manage appointments to make sure they never overlap and they're never missed. It helps keep busy households on track so families can get time back for moments that really matter. The Skylight Calendar is so easy to use and to set up. It's not going to frustrate you. You're going to be able to get it going within minutes. It syncs events from other family calendars, including Google, Apple, Outlook. You can add events directly using the touchscreen or with the free Skylight mobile app. Updates to linked calendars will automatically appear on the Skylight calendar at home. So no more worrying that you guys are going to forget something. No more cluttered paper calendars. It shows all family events together in one spot. The events are color-coded so you can easily see what everyone has going on each week. When the calendar's not in use, you can turn it into a digital picture frame. It's 100% satisfaction guaranteed. If you don't love the Skylight calendar, you'll receive a full refund. They offer a 120-day money-back guarantee and free returns. You can't beat it. I think the feature that I love most is the collaborative way we can all add to the grocery list. And then when I'm ready to place an online order, whether I'm at home or my office, I have that list and there's no more items that we forget. So as a special time-limited offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash flusterclucks. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash flusterclucks. Mother's Day is coming right up. So order today to get 15% off your purchase at skylightcal.com slash flusterclucks. Picture the thing that you've always wanted to learn. And now picture that you're learning it from the person who's literally the best in the world at it. It's fantastic. And that's what you get with Masterclass. I recently listened to Matthew Walker's talk on sleep and the importance of consistency with sleep. I loved Bobby Brown's Masterclass, gave me all these tips about putting on makeup because, you know, I'm in front of a camera sometimes and I want to look good. And Bobby was such a big help. So this year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Don't just talk about improving. Masterclass 
actually helps you do it. Like I actually put on makeup the way that Bobby Brown taught me how to put on makeup. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Don't just talk about improving. Masterclass actually helps you do it. Masterclass offers over 180 instructors. So whether you want to master negotiation with Chris Voss, think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe you want to learn how to just make your makeup look better with Bobby Brown or sleep better with Matthew Walker, with Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. I loved it. There are over 200 classes to pick from. New classes are added every single month, like a class that talks about your gut health. So many interesting things to learn. So every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's absolutely no risk. Right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash Fluster. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash fluster. Masterclass.com slash fluster. Okay, Lynn, I have another question for you. Okay. How do you help your kids manage the sadness over the traditions we can't take part in this holiday season? My youngest in particular, who's 13, it's almost like watching her go through the stages of grief as she anticipates what she'll be missing most. That's the trick of this holiday season is because it's not going to be how it usually is for a lot of families. So when you're talking, mom, about your daughter's stages of grief, yeah, that's what we've been handling is because we're having to adjust. We're having to say goodbye to a lot of things. We're having to not be able to do the traditions or be with the family members that we want to be with. And so for your daughter to be saying goodbye to things. And one of the stages of grief, right, is acceptance. And so she's probably accepted that things aren't going to be the same. Maybe she's doing some bargaining, some negotiating. She's like, all right, well, if we can't do that, then maybe we can still do that. And all of that is really normal because she's working through this. And I think as a family, you've got to talk about this Christmas or this Hanukkah or this holiday. I'm just going to say holiday from now on because people celebrate in different ways for different things. This holiday is going to be different. And you need to talk to your daughter about the reality of that. She's 13. She gets it. This is going to stand out, right? Forevermore, we're going to be talking about the the Christmas of 2020. It sort of reminds me when we were little, like there was the blizzard of 78, right? And if you're in New England, you remember the blizzard of 78 and the ice storm and all of the stories that will come with that. This just popped into my head as I was falling asleep the other night. I was thinking about how to create holiday traditions that are new, right? Can we have new traditions? Can you have new rituals? Because those words actually imply that there are things that we've done repeatedly and we get comfort from them and we enjoy doing them. But this thing popped into my head, the thing we we say with weddings, right? Something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. And I thought, can we think about the holidays in that way? that we're going to incorporate some of the traditions that we can, but can your family come up with something new that you're going to fold into this holiday season that feels delightful, that feels interesting, that maybe you wouldn't have done in the past because the traditions that you had before were so satisfying, but now there's going to be some missing pieces. There are going to be some gaps 
And what are you going to fill those gaps with? And so maybe even sitting down with your daughter and saying, okay, so here are the things that we're going to do that are our family traditions and family rituals. Here are the things we can't do. So let's remove that one. I mean, get a, get a bunch of oranges and put them on the counter, right? And we're going to give her a visual and we're going to remove this tradition because we can't do it. What can we put in its place? And let's think about this as a family. Let's think about creatively what we can do because we're going to make this as special as we can, but we're going to have some feelings of sadness, of course. We're going to have some feelings of missing. As you know, I'm the the holiday, you know, hoster in the mm-hmm. family and I get really into holidays. Yeah. This comes to a core principle you're always talking about and it's flexibility and problem solving. Mm-hmm. Right. And so framing this with let's think of something that we've never done before that sounds really cool that we can do now. Right. And I would just say that when a parent is able to have these conversations with optimism and with a smile and with energy, the conversation can go pretty well. Mm-hmm. We ended up doing a really different tradition in the spring. We s- used to celebrate Easter with Easter egg hunts and being out and about. And that was when we were much more on a lockdown. Yeah. Our family made like a full tea party, like scones and sandwiches and all these things. And then we decorated the table. But they said like, we should do this every year. And that came from an ability of what are all the things we can do and what sounds like the most fun. So right. I think that it's it's a constant reminder to emphasize that, to emphasize the flexibility, to emphasize the new, and to make the new exciting. I said to my kids, especially as we've laughed about listening to the perfectionism episode and my own personal enthusiasm for holiday decor. <laughs> I said, this year... Is that going to be the title of your holiday coffee table book, Robin? Enthusiasm (laughs) for holiday decor. (laughs) I know. What will my my coffee table book be called? I'm just going to Robin's house. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, I said to the kids, like, we always have our holiday decorations a certain way. Do you want to this year do something completely different? Do we want to try something completely different that it doesn't have to be like it always did? It was interesting. We had that conversation and they said, hmm, what would that look like? And and I just sort of threw out some ideas. And then they collectively said, like, no, we'll just kind of do what we always did. But because of COVID, we're putting a huge emphasis on our outdoor decorations this year and just kind of creating a nice outdoor space in the backyard. So that should we have warm weather, we could have family come by for a hot chocolate outside, things like that. Oh, and that's a great idea when you think about that, because if you decorate the inside of your house, since people can't come in your house, nobody's going to see it. And so you can't share it. But if you focus on what you're doing outside your house, then you're sharing that with your neighbors. You're sharing that with people who are driving by. I love that idea. And everyone's walking now too. Right. My son and I have gone on whenever we've had a decent day, we've gone out with garden shears and we've been, you know, clipping branches and things so that we've been making outdoor, you know, arrangements. Yeah. And that's been really fun. Yeah. So that's a new tradition that we hadn't done before. I think that it's really, unfortunately, the burden is on the moms of the household to Mm -hmm. really drive this from a place of optimism. One of the things too that... um I've been thinking about and talking about is we're tired, right? We're weary. 
Yeah, it's sort of like we're like, oh my gosh, right? It's dark, but a lot of times the adults are going to miss their adult time. Like you know, maybe maybe you actually looked forward to your neighbor's holiday Christmas party. Or my friend Christine used to have this cookie swap, which was just such a treat in the middle of the day that you would get together and swap cookies. And so I think. Adults have to recognize that they're going to miss out on probably some of the adult stuff that they really look forward to. We always say like, oh, Christmas is for the children, but it really can be such a nice social way and a way to connect with other adults. And that's going to be gone too, which makes this even a little harder for us. But I think moms, I think you're right, Robin. I think moms got to bring it and we got to dig deep and be creative and look at ideas that other people are doing. Talk to your friends, come up with things that you can do that feel a little unique or a little fun. But but they're going to be looking at us as usual. As I always say, they're looking at our faces to see how they're supposed to react and handle things. We got to bring it. This is such a crazy time for someone who loves putting on holiday music mm-hmm. on November 1st. Mm-hmm. You do, I've, November 1st. I love it. I am like the elf from, you know, I'm the Will Ferrell meme. I just love everything about the holiday season. However, I'm just learning about this now. <laughs> really? <laughs> but given that it's 2020, <laughs> I've had a couple days just in the last two weeks where I've even questioned, do I want to get a tree? Mm-hmm. You know, everything, there's just so much going on yeah. right now. So, my other piece of advice for those who have to really carry the whole family with this. Be gentle with yourself. And if you really don't feel it, you might feel it another day, but like, it's okay to not feel it too. Yeah. Well, and that's sort of letting this 13-year-old feel both ways at once, right? So going back to this concept of both, which I think we talked about in one of our first episodes when this was all just hitting, you know, kids were feeling both relieved that they didn't have to go to school because it was so tiring and feeling really upset that they couldn't see their friends. Parents were feeling both excited that they were going to have more time with their kids that were home from college and really disappointed that their kids were home from college. And so I think this 13-year-old, we want to talk to her about both. She can feel both sad that she's going to miss out on the traditions that are really important to her. This year, remember, we want to talk about this in a temporary way. This is not going to be like this next Christmas. It's not, it's not, it's not. She can also look forward to and enjoy creating and problem solving and engaging in some new traditions. And also, mom, I think you should just get her a puppy. Just get her a puppy. (laughs) Right? I mean, everybody just get your kid a puppy. Oh, God. Well, it's interesting. When you think of the second episode we ever did, It was all about managing disappointment Mm -hmm. of everything happening and everything getting canceled at the Mm -hmm. end of the school year and what the summer would look like. And I think that one of the key points of that for me as a parent was to say at that time to my kids, something outside in the world is happening that's way bigger than us that we have to respond to and be flexible with. But here we are, how many months later where we've had to be adaptable and flexible for so long of everything that we're missing, there's probably a point where people are just exhausted with Mm -hmm. that energy. Yeah. So in my field, we call that compassion fatigue, that you really think about like, look, we're doing this for the sake of other people. We're doing this because there's something really big going on. We're doing this. We're making these sacrifices for the greater good. And then after a while, you're just like, really? Is the greater good all that good? I mean, we really just get like, okay, come on, enough already. 
Yeah. And I think that it's it's the hard work. This is we're hoping with the vaccine coming and with hopefully being able to see big changes coming in the spring. We're hoping that this is the home stretch and the home stretch. Unless you're a pony heading for the barn, the home stretch is hard. It's really hard. Right. It's the transition stage of labor, I'm hoping as well. Oh, that's a good analogy, too. Do you, did you ever hear the expression, the ring of fire? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did. Yeah, just like slipping in references to vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> so join the Facebook group so that you can ask Lynn your question on an upcoming episode. And thanks for joining us for another episode of Flusterclux. Bye, Robin. Bye, Lynn. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.